Hello, and welcome to the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast. I'm Casey. And I'm Ashley. Last week, we talked about beach episodes from some of our favorite Nicktoons. We also sent out our weekly Twitter poll, as always. We asked which new bit you guys would like to see us add to the show. The winner was hashtag wrecked, and it was very close between all three of the options. We may even work in the other two to some of our episodes. Thank you to everyone who voted, and it was another huge turnout. And just to clarify, hashtag wrecked is going to be a little segment where we look through the episodes and we find the moment where one character truly just destroys another character (laughs) with an insult, and we'll just highlight that and try to do it as often as it happens, but hopefully every week. Totally, and this is accompanying my dude same of the week, and uh, we'll keep adding new segments as the show goes on. This week, we're doing our first ever character-based episode. We'll be looking at two of our favorite episodes featuring Tito, the wise Hawaiian family friend from Rocket Power. Thanks so much for tuning in, and let's get started. Our first episode is from Season 1, Episode 22. It's called The Spot Remover, and this was my selection for my Tito episode. And in this one, the Rocket Gang gets stoked for some good times with Ray and Tito when they decide to take them to their secret spot. Yeah, so I selected this episode because it's Tito-related. He's, I wouldn't say the main character of it, but it's an, it's an ensemble episode and Tito is a big part of it. And I remember this episode clearly, and I don't remember many Rocket Power episodes, and it really captures that sense of excitement, that, that the freedom that these kids have in their lives. Yeah, I, I also, for whatever reason, clearly remember this episode, and similarly, Rocket Power, I, I certainly watched a good deal of it, but there's not many that I remember clearly, and this is one of them for me, too, so I think, I think it is just, it's got that great ensemble feel, but we'll get into it. Uh, it basically starts out, and actually, I don't, I don't remember. How do they get to the point where, where Ray's like, let's take them to the secret spot? Well, it's a slow day at the shore shack, and uh, there, he he decides that it's time with Tito. Um, I think because the kids are looking for some sick waves, and uh, it's kind of I think a fatherly moment of I've got to pass this tradition on to my kids and now seems like a good time to do it. But I forget the exact inciting line. Yeah, but more or less there's a secret spot which I guess we we realize is something that they've been hearing about for a long time Mm -hmm. and they're all pretty excited to go. Yeah, there's some unsubtle exposition where Otto is like really? The secret spot? With the great waves? And it's like, thanks Otto. Yeah. (laughs) And I also like they they like they're closing up shop because they need to close up shop before they can go to the secret spot and like they all just like rush all over like immediately they're super excited about they this secret spot it's a big deal it really is and they they know this is the opportunity of a lifetime that might not happen again so they uh, they hustle out they head to this spot they put up a gone to secret spot sign at the shore shack once they're cleared out of there. 
Um, and then we, we uh, once they get to the secret spot, we start to see more of Tito. He is what I would call the main B-plot of this episode. So there's the there's Raimundo and Otto and Reg out. They, they go right into the waves, and then there's Tito, Sam, and Twister on the shore. Yeah, and uh, Tito, Sam, and Twister, they're, they're just like, eating literally pretty disgustingly actually pretty slobbly but they're they're just eating some kind of they're eating like ribs like, and stuff it's i don't ribs, even know yeah like things that you normally would not bring to the beach but i mean you do you i guess yeah whatever or maybe i don't know do people bring ribs to the beach regularly i don't I just, think i've I seen it yeah they show up to the secret spot and it's overrun by other surfers and it's clearly not a secret anymore so they, they more or less decide, they discuss amongst them, they're like, well, we're just going to show them our great surfing moves, and they're all going to love us, and they're all going to just let us ride all of these great waves. And to be honest, they're, they're kind of rude about it. They, they just go in there and just, because I guess there's like a line. I don't, I don't know if this actually happens in surfing. I know literally nothing about how actual surfing works. <laughs> Same. But they're like in a line, like waiting to like, take waves one by one. I, I, is that how that works? I don't know. Someone tweeted at us, please. At FNN underscore podcast. We need your help. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody who knows anything about surfing, because truly, I, do, do people just wait? And anyways, that's that's how it's working here, but they, they decide that because they're such good surfers, they kind of just skip the whole line situation, and they're, right. they're just going on in it. And, and they have the best of intentions, I mean, but things go pretty horribly wrong, and they look even worse than when they first arrive. And the the adult surfers who are clearly experienced see these kids, and they're pretty upset about it. And they call them shoobies, and that's what the Rockets always call everyone else, so they're very offended and taken aback. Yeah, we, and I, I think that counts as the, the get-wrecked moment. Is yes. When, when Otto and Raimundo and Reg are all referred to as shoobies, which is like their ultimate insult and, and he actually doesn't get it at first Otto he's like shoobies not here not at our secret spot <laughs> even though it's them. they're like referring to him right and they're the, the kids what I love about Otto and Reg is I remember growing up thinking they were these cool awesome kids and in a way they are but they're animated wearing helmets in the next episode which we'll talk about they have such admiration and respect for their dad. They're like, oh, they're just being weird because they know what a great surfer you are, dad, and how legendary you you were in the 70s. And it's just, it's so sweet and so devastating to see that come crashing down when none of the surfers recognize Ray. Yeah, definitely. And I don't know, I, I think you have these moments where you feel like they're free and like, out in this world without anybody, but it's, it's good to see that they do have these role models, and one is Reg, but of course, the the focus of our episode is Tito, so he does end up playing more of a part, I think, later on, when they start kind of realizing their, the side plot, the B plot or whatever, is that they're like playing Frisbee, and they're just kind of running all over the place and all over everybody else's area. And I think Tito is the one who says, like, maybe we should move to another part of the beach. He's the first one that kind of speaks out to this. Maybe we should be a little bit more respectful here. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's a nice it's a nice moment, and we see that they're not as entitled as they appear at the beginning of this episode. They're willing to listen to their fellow surfers and come to a mutual understanding. It's, we we really see the maturity in these kids and what what how lucky they are to have such great role models like Tito and Raimundo who can guide them through these strange situations. Yeah, and and then. Um... Tito comes out with the the Hawaiian golden rule. Is that what he calls it? Yes. Which is more or less just the golden rule, and I, he starts it, and Twister finishes it off. But it's it's why can't I find it? Oh, don't do anything to your brother that you wouldn't want your brother to do to you. I love that. It's such a slight modification of the official golden rule. But it's it's really nice, and you can tell the kids uh, take that to heart, and they they try to live by it. Especially Reg, who sets generally a great example for the rest of them. Also, I just I just want to take a quick moment. I like that um, Tito in general. He refers to everybody as like brothers and cousins. Uh huh. He he refers to everyone as like family members. Like, don't do anything to your brother. Like. Obviously not literally just referring to brothers, and I, I just, I feel like he has this closeness to people, like he, he seems to generally trust people, and has like this close family feeling with people, even when they're not literally family, and I just, I don't know, I, I feel like that just highlights his overall caring character totally. there. So, Ashley, I can already anticipate vibes of why Tito for our very first character-specific episode. Why not in a no-brainer like Spongebob or some, you know, meme that we could really bank on. And we picked this character, who isn't really featured a whole lot in the show. Um, what would you say to defend our choice? You know, first of all, I think I think it's partially just more interesting to get into some of the smaller side characters that you don't see as much because I think sometimes they get forgotten like you you get the main vibe of Spongebob but nobody really needs to hear us analyze Spongebob because you more or less know you get you know, it if you've right away. watched yeah. the show at all but also I, I feel like they the side characters when they have more of a backstory when they have more I don't know character to them it definitely brings so much more to a show. And I think that it's important to appreciate the work that the writers put in to make these great lifelike characters. And I think Tito just does a great job of that, of being this really just, I don't know, just this great lifelike guy that brings a lot to the show. And I think you can see the way that he shapes the kids in it. And I, I just think he's such an important part of their lives. He is, and he captures an interesting element of Californian surfer culture that um, is untypically ethnic of America. I think he, he provides an interesting insight as to what kinds of people love surfing, and uh, really you learn a lot, even from just a couple episodes, about Hawaiian culture from him. Um, sometimes it's used in a tokenizing way, but generally I think it's respectful, and he's... Uh, a well-rounded, important character. And also, and we'll get into this later, he just has some amazing quotes that we'll be yes. talking about. He has these amazing, like, 
ancient Hawaiian, which I'm, I'm sure these ones are more or less just ridiculous things, but a lot of just great phrases that we'll, we'll have to talk into. But I would say he's similar, and I think a while from now, after this podcast, we might want to do a comparison episode between him and Uncle Iroh, because they're both these, you know, father, non-father father figures to people, full of wisdom and complication, but also comedic relief. I, I just think there's something there. I actually wouldn't have thought about that until I said it, but I totally see that. Um, from Avatar The Last Airbender, in case any of you guys yes. haven't seen the show, uh, but definitely a lot of parallels between the two. I think I think that could be an interesting thing in the future, but we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. One more thing I want to point out from this episode, um, and we might have more, but the the short-lived meme, the uh, they got sand in the potato salad line happens in this episode, and it's one of those moments that just stuck with me and apparently stuck with a lot of other people throughout childhood. <laughs> or after the childhood, where um, the beach is so crowded that sand gets kicked into... Or did they do that on purpose? I, um, I don't actually I think, think it's an, it was, it's an but accident, but it happens because the beach is so crowded, and sand gets kicked into Sam and Tito and Twister's potato salad, and they're all being like, it's okay, it's going to be fine, and Sam just keeps going, they got sand in the potato salad, and he says it a total of four times. And it, it's just one of those moments that you can't quite explain. It's like the, the all-you-need-is-a-library card from Arthur, the similarly quoted... Uh, I got sand in my pants, Chucky line from Rugrats. Just these weird little hooks that stick with us through time. Absolutely, and I, I just feel like he just sounds so genuinely distressed. Like, <laughs> getting sand in the potato salad is, like, the worst thing that has ever happened in this kid's life. <sighs> Truly offended by it. Yup. And I do think one more thing that's worth noting. I'm looking at the Rocket Power wiki here, and on Tito's page... He has several likes, including surfing and ancient Hawaiian stories and others, and he has one dislike, and that's shoobies, which I think is so funny. And in his early life, it explains that he was orphaned at a young age after his parents were captured by shoobies, causing him to foster a deep and powerful loathing for them. I wow. That's so strange because because I don't know why like the shoobies aren't like trying to capture people, right? I I don't understand. I don't know. It's it's just distressing. And just to be clear, he is not a blood relative of any of the any of the main characters. He was hired by Ray in the early 70s to work at Shore Shack and their relationship strengthened. He became a second father to the kids, giving advice and cooking them meals. So Tito is like a co-worker that turned into part of their family. Yeah, definitely definitely a family-like figure without technically being family. Mm-hmm. And just to just to wrap back to this episode, I feel like we've we've gone on a lot of uh tangents here, but Yeah. Basically, after Tito starts saying maybe we should respect them, they all they all come to an agreement pretty quickly. They all are pretty quick to admit you know, maybe we've done something wrong, and they they basically just end up respecting each other, end up being able to go on the waves, and everything is more or less just a nice, cheerful time. They've got a nice campfire going. Just ends up ends up being a nice, good feeling kind of an ending. 
and the the surfers who were mean at first end up admitting that they actually did recognize Ray from it from the movie and his, uh, uh, sur- uh surfing record, so that was kind of a nice twist at the end. Yeah, and overall, I mean, it's a pretty straightforward lesson, but I, I feel like it shows just the importance of kind of the way that their community works in general. Like, you need to have this mutual respect for one another, and that when you're going to somebody else's territory, because they end up realizing that, I guess, the locals are the ones who are there riding these waves before they get here. Mm-hmm. And they, they end up kind of needing to step back and realize, well... Maybe we should, you know, treat them with respect. And I think that's just an important way that they interact with each other in general. Yeah, just it's an important life lesson to realize when you're a guest and when you're a host. You know, that they came in there thinking they owned the place and had to make some adjustments so everyone could get along. I think I think that more or less sums up all of my thoughts. I don't know if you've Mine got anything too. else to add. Mine too. Yeah, so when we get back, we'll move on to Ashley's episode focused on Tito. Our second episode is titled Tito Sitting, and it is from Season 3, Episode 7. The premise is very simple. Otto and Reg convince their father to let Tito babysit for once instead of the dreaded Stimpletons. So... Yeah, Ashley, why don't you start, because this is your choice episode. Yeah, so I, I just found this one, it's, it sort of gives a different feel to Tito than the last one where we have his happy, kind of, you know, cheerful, advice-giving kind of a person, and they end up spending a bit more time with him, right, because he's babysitting, I, I don't remember, Ray's out for the weekend for some something or another. Yeah. And... Uh, so I, I just thought it was an interesting sort of different perspective onto the way that Tito interacts with the kids. And it starts out the very, very beginning of the episode. Tito's doing like this conga line with the kids. And I think he says <laughs> something about like whoever breaks the line has to sh- like shakes around them or something like that. And <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just like a fun, fun beginning. It brings you back to like the same cheerful, exciting, fun-loving Tito that we know and love and have seen in the previous episode as well. Right. Yeah, so we, yeah, like Ashley said, we're introduced to, we're reintroduced to Tito's fun dynamic with the group, only for this to be contrasted over the course of the episode. Um, So one thing I noted watching this originally is that Tito's positive energy is so infectious, and it really is. He easily wins people over, and you want to root for him. You want him to not have to deal with any conflict. Um... But he quickly tries way too hard without another authority figure present to police these kids, essentially. He imposes these ridiculous rules on them. And uh, it's a new side of Tito that we've never really seen before in the show. Yeah, I think I think part of it, too, is he's not actually a father, right? So this is probably the first time he's ever been left alone to, like, really care for kids. And, and maybe not, but at least... As far as we know. It's not something he regularly does, and he really cares about the kids, you know. You, you can tell that everything that he's doing is is out of care, but it's it sort of ends up not exactly going the right way. And 
I, I don't know, he has, he says like, oh, well, we can have a, I have like big plans, we'll have a good uh, luau tonight, and he ends up serving some not-so-kid-friendly uh, luau. Like traditional luau Hawaiian things. food. Something like barnacles or something, yeah. right? And like leaves and seaweed, yeah. And, and again, you, you can see he's so proud of his heritage and its culture, and uh-huh. you feel for him, but he, at the same time, is just not recognizing the way to relate to the kids in a way that they will also share his excitement. Yes, and I'm going to add to our hashtag get wrecked, uh, or our hashtag wrecked of the week, just to really drive home its introduction. The rockets end up going to the beach. In spite of him, is this when they ditch him? Um, no. When, when they're first at the beach, it's they're just going to the beach. He, he gives them, he gives them a cell phone. Right. And they're like, whoa. And it's a li- yeah, they're excited. But it's a little weird. Like, he calls a little too eagerly. It's a little like, hmm, this isn't normal, Tito. But when they get there, yeah. it's mobbed. And uh, Otto, I believe, says it's a full-on shooby high tide, which is just kind of a, a, a hashtag wrecked to that in all of those people. Just the, the loathing and disgust in his voice is really, really something. Honestly, shoobies, shoobies in this world are just scum of the earth. Yeah. Like, they have no love for the shoobies, no, not even understanding, no, nothing. They, they hate them. Yeah, and I, th- I think most places have a mild to intense disdain for their tourists, most places where tourists go. So I, I think it's founded in reality, and it makes sense. If you're a hardcore surfer, and there are people who've never done it before in your life, getting in your way every day... That must get super annoying. And I think it's that, that constant problem of, of you know, you don't want there to be no tourism because then, you know, the economy can't handle it. But the mm-hmm. you don't want them to be interrupting the way that you want to live your life. And I think definitely, definitely a very real issue. Definitely mm-hmm. that comes up pretty frequently. But for them... The shoobies are just ruining everything, man. Exactly. They're they're these cool, cool, exciting locals, and they know how to ride the tides, but not not these shoobies. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. That's exactly (laughs) what the show is saying. And so I have a dude's name of the week from this episode. Um, The kids are really excited about this nightscape that's happening over the course of Tito babysitting them. And uh, I was getting hyped about it, and he's like, all right, we got to, you know, practice and get ready for this thing. And he, he rides off and goes, Sunday, 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 which is that that old, uh, what is it, like, motorbiking commercial? It's that over-the-top, like, hyper-masculine commercial about this motorbiking exhibition. It's just funny that they threw in that reference to the, uh, the intensity that the kids feel about this night skate that is happening. Right, and... and- Due to all of Cheetah's crazy rules, like they're reluctant to ask right. for help. And I, I think it's Reg. Yep. That's kind of she's just like, you know what? You can't tell us no if we don't ask. And then they just decide to sneak out, which is a little bit I mean, they're they're pretty young, right? I feel like we've Yeah, like I think nine, ten, eleven ish. Right. So pretty young to be leaving the house 
unattended in the middle of the night to go skating, but they right. do. Which, you know, like, I understand they're kids and they don't really like having these restrictions and these rules, but it's it's a little bit worrisome. It is. And I, I just had this gut feeling of something horrible is going to happen. I didn't remember this episode well. I thought one of them is going to, like, break their leg. They're going to have to tell Tito something terrible is going to happen. And I was a little let down because he just shows up. He figures it out. Yeah, I, I also felt like it wasn't, I don't know, they admit they shouldn't have snuck out, but I feel like it just doesn't really have the same kind of a lesson feel right. when nothing bad happens. Like, if Tito didn't show up, then they could have just gone home and been fine. Right, they're and sorry that, that they got caught, not that they did it. I guess right. it's a little of both. I, sure, sure, but I, I don't know. And I understand, like, in life, not every quote-unquote wrong thing you do is necessarily going to have immediate consequences. Right. But, like, it just felt it felt a little bit strange to me that they didn't have any real negative consequences of what could have potentially been a terrible decision. But what in Tito's defense, he does, I think, realize from the kid's perspective what a bummer he's been and realize that he ultimately drove them to act out like this through his... Re- truly ridiculous rules, being home by four o'clock, spending all day cleaning their rooms, just stuff that was totally uncalled for and unfun. So they they compromise, as they did in the last episode, something Tito is usually very good at, and he is here. Yeah, and I, I think, and this is something that seems to happen a lot, is that they, they're very good at admitting when they're wrong. Yes. You know, Rajo is up to it, she's like, you know, we shouldn't have snuck out. And Tito admits, he, he just straight up says, you know, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have been trying so hard to keep you guys in line. I think he says something along the lines of, yeah. so definitely, definitely just, I think it's a common thing that we see in a lot of these episodes is them coming to terms and realizing, you know, we're human, we make mistakes and we need to like, you know, move on and grow from it. Definitely. And Reg owns it very quickly and apologizes, and then the rest of them follow suit. Reg is always a leader. She's the one who decides they're going to sneak out and the one who owns up when they did it. I love Reg. Yeah, Reg is actually, you know, maybe we should someday do a Reg episode. Yeah, she's really interesting. And so when Tito, when they're apologizing, Tito, they, they apologize to each other and Tito says, and that's all pineapples over the falls now. We got night skating to do. And I love that. Instead of water under the bridge, it's pineapples over the falls. Like everything he does is ingrained in his Hawaiian-ness. Yeah, I think, I think practically every single thing that Tito ever says is Hawaiian related, which, you know... <laughs> It, it's fun. He's it a fun is. character. He, really he truly is. is. And I also like that at the end, if they have another conga line, goes back like to the beginning, and you know, it goes back to the same fun-loving, great kind of Tito that we know and loved. But still, I think it's interesting to show. I don't know that. You know, he's he's still human. He still sometimes isn't going to be perfectly, amazingly cheerful and everything. Yeah. It's it definitely the show only ran three seasons, but I'm glad it ran long enough to get the time to complicate Tito a little bit instead of he's the fun one who's cool because very few people in the world are actually exclusively that. For me, that about wraps up my thoughts. You got anything else to add? 
No, I think there's some quotes I want to get into, but that we'll save that for the quotes segment. Yeah, so we'll be talking about some of our favorite Tito quotes and a lot of his great Hawaiian advice coming up soon. One of the great things about Tito as a character is all of his ancient Hawaiian quotes that he's always saying. Uh, we've got a whole list of favorites ready here. First, actually, though, I think we should talk about a quote from one of the episodes we watched that we absolutely loved. Oh, it was great. This, this was actually, he says it in his sleep, so it's not, it's not exactly a, as wise as some of the other ones we're going to get into, but this was from Tito sitting, so the second episode we talked about. And in his sleep, he says, Never plant the red coconut tree next to the yellow coconut tree. Otherwise, you end up with orange coconuts. <laughs> Just beautiful. <sighs> yeah, it's wild. And Ashley, the funny thing is, this act, this took me back to our Animal Crossing days. Ashley and I are both big Animal Crossing fans, oh, and I've played for years. And it's, you know, they're coconut trees, and the red and yellow flowers make orange hybrids. Uh, just thought that was the first thing that came to my mind, because I'm a huge nerd, apparently. God. Yes. yes, you are. Well, you and your hybrids specifically, you are always... I love hybrids. Warm. But this but this quote is extra funny. Idea. Like, orange coconuts is apparently a bad thing? Right, yeah, yeah, so many layers to this. Why are orange coconuts bad? Why are these the thoughts he have in his sleep? It's in the cadence of one of his ancient Hawaiian sayings, but it's completely ridiculous, as some of them are. Yes, but, but this one, I mean, it's just clearly just dream talk but still great <laughs> i think that's a great way to kind of segue into our maybe a little bit more deep a little bit more philosophical one so if you, did you want to start us off maybe with the yeah. sort of more real quotes sure i really like this one from season three episode 20 called missile crisis and uh so he always starts these out by saying, uh, ancient Hawaiians say, or ancient Hawaiians have a saying, and he says, he who misses the tide must wait for the next moon. And, I don't know, that really hit me in a general life sense, because I feel like so many people, myself included, when something goes wrong, want to immediately fix the problem, whether it's an interpersonal relationship, something you're doing in your job, or your art, or your social life and you want to fix it now immediately but as tito and the ancient hawaiians apparently so wisely remind us when you miss the tide you you can't you have to wait you have to wait for the next moon and the natural cycle to bring it back and it doesn't entirely hold up to every situation but i found it really but, meaningful yeah i i definitely feel that one too and i've definitely felt the same thing where things go wrong and your, your instinct is how can how can we get it back how can we fix it and some, sometimes you do just have to wait things out a bit mm-hmm. yeah well, one of one of my favorites and I guess it's a little bit more unclear but uh, it's from season three episode eight entitled power play and it says he who is on the canoe is responsible for the journey whether he has a paddle or not. And I guess I kind of took it, and you can chime in, Casey, if you disagree. I kind of took it as uh, 
you know, if, if you're still responsible for your life, even if you're not like specifically being an active, like you're not actively making all of the decisions, like being sort of, sort of like being a passerby still is a choice kind of. Do, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I like that interpretation. I like the idea of like, you choose to be a passerby, like whether or not you're the one in charge, you're still responsible for your own journey. I like that. I first took it as like a no excuses kind of mantra. Like Mm. you can't just blame the, like people who, for example, are so quick to blame any president, Democrat or Republican as the, the, the person responsible for an entire nation and economy's worth of things that are happening. That's, that was my first thought, that no, it's on the people without paddles, too, who are, their weight in the canoe, you know, they could be helping, maybe yeah. they could try to make a paddle, you know? Uh, sure. So that's, that's where I thought, but I think we're on a similar page. Similar, similar page, and I don't know, I, I just felt like, I, I liked that one. It spoke to me a little bit there. Yeah. Another one I liked that it's a little less philosophical and more just fun. He says, when you're itching for the waves, the only lotion is the ocean. I, I love that, the poetic sense of that. We've got the image of, like, an itch, and you need, like, a, lo- a lotion or ointment for it. And we've got the rhyme, lotion and ocean. It's great, and it, I think it captures the feel of the show, that the... Things go wrong. The kids and adults have issues in their lives. What do they do? They grab their board and they go to the beach. And when the surfing is the problem, surfing usually gets them out of it. Um, so I, I really liked that. Yeah, and no, I definitely think that speaks very much to Tito's personality too. He he's definitely a, a surf lover, and I think I think it speaks to their kind of their kind of need to to go surfing all the time and yeah this is a part of it this is a part of who they are it's not just a hobby to them it's a part of their culture and their life um another one i liked from season three episode nine sim sammy is sometimes a pineapple wishes it was a coconut and i think that one's more or less straightforward just sometimes you know we wish we were something that we weren't but i think i think that's a common common thing that we all go through right I think everyone does the, it. but people love the, pineapples and they love coconuts right. <laughs> and that they're both good in their own different ways which is obviously you know the point of it but I, I definitely think we all we all have those moments where you're like oh i wish i could be more like that i wish i could be more mm-hmm. this than i am i wish whatever and i i think that it's good to step back and sort of look at it and like you said people people love them both they're both perfectly great things to have and Sometimes you need to kind of not not be so caught up on and what exactly you are and who exactly you are and accept that there's great things about you either way. And both have negatives, too. Like, many people don't like pineapple on pizza. I am not one of those people, but that's a perceived negative. And how many people have gotten an almond joy on Halloween and been disappointed that the beautiful, beautiful chocolate was tainted by the taste of coconut. So it's not like either of these are perfect either. Also, also on the pineapple on pizza party there, just throwing it out there. I know, I know that's a pretty, pretty divided group of people on the pineapple or no pineapple on pizza thing. Sorry, side rant. And also, also did not like almond joys. 
Yeah. Just not the point of the quote. No, but I, <laughs> love, I just thought you so should know. I love pineapple on pizza, but many people don't, and that's okay, you know? <laughs> yeah, but in general, I think I think it's one of those things that you learn to accept. It definitely that not everyone's going to like you thing. I think that's one of those things a lot of people struggle with. Especially kids. That, Especially what? Kids. And why it's yes. great to have a character like that saying these things to kids watching the show. And I think I did internalize some of these along the way. I've got another one that I liked. Sometimes a little bit of nothing means a whole lot of something. And I, I really like that quote for this show because the show is about kids having free time. You know, they're not doing a whole lot of anything, they're hanging out, and they'll have their little projects and their side things, but mostly it's a chill, we're kids hanging out vibe, and it's, but that adds up and creates these meaningful friendships and relationships and ideas, and I like that, and Tito says this to Reg, he says sometimes a little bit of nothing means a whole lot of something, referring to all of them and the way that they live their life and spend their time. And to be honest, I think that's something that I feel a lot. A lot of times I feel like when you look at my individual days and you look at like the things that I'll do, like, I don't know, maybe me and my friends will just like, I don't know, we'll just like be sitting outside doing nothing. And but all of all of those times that you sit around just doing nothing, talking to your friends, doing whatever, just definitely adds up to a, a whole lot of something. Totally. And those are the memories right there of obviously events you want to have things in your life to get you excited, but you also got to have a balance, you know? All right, I think, do you have any other of these quotes you want to talk about? Um, I mean, there's, there's plenty of them, but, I mean, we don't need to just, you know, we're not, we're not going to list them all, but you can definitely feel free to look into more of them. I, I just think they all, they all have this sort of good, sort of philosophical feel to them that I, I think... You, you have to step back and think a little bit more. And I know, I feel like sometimes the kids in the show even didn't understand what he was saying. Like, it sounded like he was just crazy, but I, I like that there's a lot of wisdom in these, and I feel like there's a lot of very valid advice. And some are just silly, which is fun, too, and some are a little bit of both. Oh, sure. I think, I think they just very much, the quotes in general just very much sum up Tito's character, his, his sort of, and, and again, making me think of Iroh from, from Avatar, just yeah, sort of balance between the thoughtfulness and the playfulness that he has going on. Makes for an excellent, excellent character. Well, this has been awesome and really uh, insightful and interesting. We're going to have to do more of these, uh, these character study episodes, because this has been great. When we come back, we'll have a fun fact, Twitter poll and a preview of what's coming next time. Our fun fact of the week is, of course, rocket power themed, and it's about the origin and definition of the word shoebies. According to the rocket power Wikipedia, shoebies refers to the teeming masses of humanity who come to the beach. It's derived from a real word of New Jersey origin, uh, probably derived from shoe bearer or shoe box for people who wear hard shoes to the beach, which I myself have been guilty of. 
Locals, I love this line, locals can't live peacefully with them, businessmen can't live well without them. So what is that perfect shooby to non shooby ratio? Because you clearly need both at any respectable beach. I mean, we, we discussed that a little bit earlier, but I, I think it's interesting to, to kind of, you know, hear a little bit more into where that all came from. Yeah. As always, uh, we have a Twitter poll for this week, and we're, we're going to kind of go a little bit of a Tito route on this one. Go, go a little bit more philosophical, you know, and the, the question this week is, are you a pineapple or a coconut? And take that however you want it. But um, maybe, maybe you guys, can we, do, can we do a little bit better on this one? Because preschool days... Really? <laughs> watch a single really? anyone who voted for preschool days watch a single episode of it please i that's my I'm challenge not sure. to you did you guys just see rugrats really like did you did you not does nobody listen to the podcast <laughs> really does nobody watch the episodes guys <laughs> or honestly if you don't if, if you don't mind maybe tweet at us why you voted for preschool days i'd love to know totally <laughs> So next week, we've got an extra cool episode. It's on formula breakers, episodes that fly in the face of their show's typical arc. So that'll be really interesting to talk about. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that. So that's our episode. So give us a follow on Twitter at FNN underscore podcast and subscribe to us on iTunes. We're also going to be transitioning to Reddit and Facebook in the coming weeks. And we're also going to be collaborating with a few other Nicktoons podcasters soon. So look forward to that. Thanks as always, guys, for tuning in. And we'll see you next time.